Welcome to The Journey, an online commentary on today's scripture reading with Seth Davidson. Today's reading is from Acts 27, verses 9 through 20. We had lost a lot of time. The weather was becoming dangerous for sea travel because it was so late in the fall, and Paul spoke to the ship's officers about it. Men, he said, I believe there's trouble ahead if we go on. Shipwreck, loss of cargo, and danger to our own lives as well. But the officer in charge of the prisoners listened more to the ship's captain and the owner than to Paul. And since Fair Havens was an exposed harbor, a poor place to spend the winter, most of the crew wanted to go on to Phoenix, farther up the coast of Crete, and spend the winter there. Phoenix was a good harbor with only a southwest and northwest exposure. When a light wind began blowing from the south, the sailors thought they could make it. So they pulled up anchor and sailed close to the shore of Crete. But the weather changed abruptly, and the wind of typhoon strength, called a northeaster, burst across the island and blew us out to sea. The sailors couldn't turn the ship into the wind, so they gave up and let it run before the gale. We sailed along the sheltered side of a small island named Cauda, where with great difficulty we hoisted aboard the lifeboat being towed behind us. Then the sailors bound ropes around the hull of the ship to strengthen it. They were afraid of being driven across to the sandbars of Sirtis off the African coast, so they lowered the sea anchor and to slow the ship and were driven along by the wind. The next day, as gale force winds continued to batter the ship, the crew can began throwing the cargo overboard. The following day, they even took some of the ship's gear and threw it overboard. The terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the sun and the stars until at last all hope was gone. Well, a week ago Sunday, it would have been uh, August 19th of 2010, I gave a sermon called How to Survive a Shipwreck uh, at Heartland using this passage. It's where we were at the time in our study in Acts. And I've got to tell you, not only did I learn a lot and enjoy that study, but I heard from so many that it just hit them right where they were, that it was a timely message for what was happening in our culture, in their lives, and the like. And in that, I use the image of the perfect storm. The perfect storm, that's kind of what we see here, but in uh, modern telling, in the 1990s, a perfect storm hit and a small boat called the Andrea Gale uh, was lost at sea. And there was a movie that came out starring George Clooney and Mark Wahlberg that sort of fictionalized what those true events might have looked like. But the image was these three converging storms that all converged on the ship, causing that shipwreck. I think it's a helpful thing to consider uh, that shipwrecks happen. That was sort of the the action step. Shipwrecks happen, so you need to hold on to hope, and you lighten the ship, and you you wait for day, you pray. Um, I gave a number of ways that you could be encouraged and survive a shipwreck. But what I want to bring up now uh, is just a sense of shipwrecks are actually avoidable, Um, or rather, perfect storms, it's not as if they come from out of nowhere. We have uh, intelligent sources that allow us to see 
that there's activity in the sky that would be dangerous. In the movie, The Perfect Storm, had they listened uh, to weather forecasting instead of pushing through with their own agendas, they wouldn't have been stuck out at sea. In this passage, it began in verse 9 that we read today. We had lost a lot of time. So there was a sense of a lot of pressure of wanting to make it to their destination at least further uh, than they currently were. They had lost a lot of time. And so that caused them to feel pressure to make a hasty decision. They also didn't listen to the wisdom of Paul in verse 10. Man, I believe there's trouble ahead if we go on. Shipwreck, loss of cargo, and danger to our lives as well. So they could see, hey, it's late in the season. You know, this is dangerous, but they chose to do it. Now, I understand that Paul is a uh, civilian and also a prisoner, but he's speaking what everyone knows to be the case. This isn't safe. There's trouble a potential shipwreck, loss of cargo, and danger to our lives as well. But the centurion in charge, who ultimately made the decision of if the prisoners would stay or go on, he decided to listen to the captain and the owner of the ship, or the helmsman, the one who would uh, steer the ship. And so while they found themselves in this incredible gale with this uh, terrible experience. It wasn't like it came out of nowhere. It wasn't like it was unforeseen. They had made decisions to travel in dangerous water. They didn't listen to sound advice and reasoning, and they put themselves in position to be in the perfect storm. Well, I bring that up again today because that image of shipwreck hit uh, my life at different times. I know it's hit some others uh, in very real ways today, which I have a lot of sympathy and empathy for. And I think the perfect storm analogy could be a good one because yes, we in, encounter difficult circumstances all the time. Like that's just part of life. There's ups and downs, uh, valleys and, and mountaintops, all of those things. But the things that make um, that, that are most difficult are where these, where these storm systems collide at the same time. Maybe for you it's the work front and the family front, or maybe it's a loss of job and challenges in your personal faith, or maybe it's a, a health diagnosis that also comes in a time of unrest. Frankly, any time in the season of the coronavirus as we're trying to figure out what is phasing in and all of that look like and we're navigating spikes and, and what does it look like to go back to school? Like that's just a layer. <laughs> and so anything on top of that can feel like a number of these storm clouds hitting. And yes, sometimes we can't foresee everything, obviously, but sometimes uh, shipwrecks are foreseeable because these storms are foreseeable. Making decisions uh, in the business place that either cut ethical corners or would be highly risky 
could put yourself in a position for challenge. Um, navigating in some tough relational water in terms of not dealing with conflict. Things like letting grudges go on under the surface or things like um, having a conflict that isn't resolved or um, things like uh, spewing out your frustrations on those around you. Like now is a time where if you've not built strong relationships or taken steps to uh, grow to emotional health personally, like, and you come to crossroads or storms collide, like a shipwreck's going to be more likely to happen. But if we can step back, if we can try to keep a lay of the land around us, if we can uh, do what we can to to captain the life of, of ourselves well in terms of following God, in terms of trying to make wise decisions without jumping in hastily into things. Things like listening to wise counsel. Sometimes that's medical experts around us. Sometimes that's the advice of trusted friends or mentors in dealing with a life situation. Like storms are... Uh, Storms may not be avoidable, but where we are when the storms hit, you know, we can be safely on land or we could be sort of lost at sea when the inevitable storms collide. And so my encouragement and challenge is if you find yourself in a very difficult time right now, um, do the things now that you should have done then. <laughs> Bring in wise counsel. Try to make wise decisions, vocationally, relationally. Um, maybe listen to that sermon that I gave and, and take some encouragement and insight from it. But what I don't want you to do is take the role of a victim. Because nine times out of 10, decisions you and I have made put us in a position to be vulnerable when those very storms collide. And so take this as a challenge, but also take this as an encouragement because there are timely truths of God's word. There is wisdom that is true in calm seas and raging storms. The need for wise counsel, the need to trust in and honor God, um, the need to not be driven by personal agendas that that may be time-bound. Gosh, it's getting late, so we've got to go out there. No, step back. Make the prudent answer. May this come as an encouragement and a challenge to you and I today. Hey, a quick update. We are nearing the conclusion of our book of Acts as we've been studying together individually, perhaps as a church community and the like. And as we finish the book of Acts, I'm gonna take a hiatus from doing these regular journey updates. That feels like a loss for me, it may feel like a loss for you, but just given the season, this is something I need to set down for a time with hopes of picking up uh, at a later date. Uh, so stay tuned for more of that. I'll update us each day over the next five days as we conclude the book of Acts. And we'll take in a, a hiatus uh, but God willing, we'll be back unpacking additional readings of Scripture through the journey online together.